Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to introduce a new sponsor to the podcast. Hillsdale College has been a longtime sponsor of the broadcast. And for the new year, they've graciously agreed to exclusively sponsor the first hour or segment of the podcast. I believe deeply in the principles and mission of Hillsdale College, which I share with you during the upcoming segment. My thanks and appreciation to Hillsdale College for their long partnership with the show. And now, the podcast. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. you're thinking is is that green new deal real or a joke it's actually a blueprint for progressivism and a massive utopia welcome to the show tonight the mark levin show the great one is off tonight i am your fellow levinite rich zioli from wphd in philadelphia mark wrote a book years ago called ameritopia it's entirely about how the left wants to try to create utopia on earth and to do that of course they have to destroy the republic and destroy freedom and liberty because you and i will get in the way of their grand scheme their grand plan to bring utopia to everybody you know your pesky freedom of speech with your words that trigger people and the idea that you might drive a car that emits fossil fuels and whatnot And so in order to achieve what they call economic justice with their utopia, they have to uh, take away your your freedom and your liberty. Now, this goes all the way back to Woodrow Wilson and the progressives and FDR and Lyndon Johnson, Barack Obama, all the way up to the new darling of the media today, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who goes by AOC. Another odd communist is what I believe the media is referring to. I don't think they actually, I think they just think the nickname is cool, like AOC. Next thing should be a symbol, like Prince. But a symbol of, I would assume, some sort of a weird marriage of climate change and progressivism and justice, you see, justice. For example, if you don't want to work, if you're unwilling to work, you should still get a wage. You should still get paid if you're unwilling to work. That's actually in this wacky climate new green deal bill. Oh, yeah. If you're unable or unwilling to work now, maybe you are unwilling to work. I don't know. Maybe you just feel like ah, it's overrated. I've got the Xbox, the PlayStation. Mom's cooking the meatloaf upstairs. I don't really need to work. Well, then she's got a bill for you. It's written alongside with a, uh, a senator from Massachusetts who's a certified nut job. And the two of them together have created this 14 page blueprint of economic, social and environmental justice for all. Now, it's only going to cost you. Everything you have. Everything. But look at the bright side. No more pesky air travel. I don't know about you, but I can't stand taking my shoes off, the TSA lines, security. It's a hassle. Luckily, they're going to do away with air travel in this bill. Fantastic. No more planes. So if you want to go to Hawaii, it's going to be a long car ride. I'm just telling you right now, bring snacks for the kids. I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Long car rides, but I have family in Hawaii. So I assume, you know, load up the trunk and... There'll be a nice rest stop along the way in the Pacific Ocean at some point. I don't know. But that's the other thing, too, is that all buildings will be rebuilt. Great. I don't know about you, but I'm not big on architecture. Those old buildings, drafty. So just rebuild every new building. And also, no more fossil fuels. Everything can run on wind and solar. Everything. Because there's not going to be any nuclear power either. And that's odd, because most people who actually want to do something about greenhouse gas emissions... 
you know, the people that say carbon monoxide and all the other things are a problem, they love nuclear power because it doesn't emit any of that stuff. But that doesn't mean anything to the left because they hate nuclear power, too. They hate nuclear power. They hate all power. They really do. They love wind and solar because you can't actually do anything with it. That's part of the reason why they love it. Now, they also love economic justice. I don't know what that means. I mean, to me, to you, it means opportunity. You have an opportunity to have a job, to work hard, see how you do in life. To them, it means you will always have a paycheck whether you want to get off the couch or not. And I don't know about you, but the left loves all those countries in the world that are developing nations, wants to provide for them. And the one thing in this world that has advanced people more than anything else is electricity. It's true. Electricity, it powers all the most modern medical devices in the world. It powers everything to keep your food fresh and your medicine safe and all of the other things. And they want to take away electricity from all those developing nations. But don't worry about it. Because we're the ones on the right, apparently, who are the ones who are imperialistic. I've never quite understood that. Now, the other benefit, too, of this wacky new green deal, of course, is that in addition to uh, removing planes and we'll have a lot more trains, trains, they want to have train travel everywhere. So there'll be stops just, you know, all along the place, just new trains, trains, choo-choo trains, steam trains, I assume, because we're not going to have electricity to power the trains. So maybe we could shovel some coal on the trains like the old school. No, we can't have coal either. So I guess the trains will just be, in fact, yeah, you know, probably steam. That's good. Throw some water on there and then just have trains, trains, no planes and no automobiles that run on fossil fuel. So if you want to do the old battery powered hybrid, well, not even hybrid, you want to do the old battery powered, just battery powered car, go for it. I have another question, too, for the environmental left. Uh, what do you do with all those batteries when they expire? Just throw them in the landfill? I guess that's cool. I guess that's what you do. See, the problem here with the media is that they are truly on the side of the left. You know it. I know it. Mark Levin knows it. All you Levinites know it. We know it. Sam Donaldson, remember him from ABC News? He's not Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw was the one the other night about the warning about uh, brown babies, uh, grandparents who don't like brown babies or some nonsense like that. Well, Sam Donaldson, he's now admitted to the world that, yeah, you know what, the media, we really are socialist at heart. Like today, he's openly saying what we've all suspected, what we've all known. Let's face it, we've all known this. We've all known that the media was always on the side of the left. We've known, we've known this. We've talked about this. And the media always says, no, 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 we're objective. No, you're not. You're always pushing an agenda from the left. Well, today, Sam Donaldson, who I think used to be relevant, I don't know, maybe he was relevant in reporting politics at some point. I think he had a show with Cokie Roberts back in the day. Well, he admitted today his love for the S-word. Cut eight. Over half Americans are on socialist programs from the federal government. I'm on Medicare. I'm an old guy. And Medicaid, welfare programs, not just for the poor, Mm -hmm. for the rich. Hey, how about a sugar subsidy? To the ranchers and farmers, let's buy you some wheat since you can't sell it in the market at the moment. We are already on the way. Mm -hmm. And in a few years, we're going to have a single-payer system, I think. The public is pushing toward it. Unless you say, but that's socialism. Well, no, I don't want that, but I do want good medical care, and I want the government to pay for it. Okay, so then... We're, We're a socialist country already. No, we're not, actually. And the people don't want it. You're wrong. See, Sam Donaldson is an elitist. Like most in the media, he's an elitist. I imagine he has a wall around his house or at least security. You know, I have a feeling Sam Donaldson wasn't driving himself to work that day or to go on the show. I have a feeling he just can't walk into Sam Donaldson's house. 
And I have a very strong suspicion Sam Donaldson doesn't hang out at Cracker Barrel or any of the other places that people go to. Sam Donaldson, being an elitist, thinks everybody wants socialism. This is where President Trump is going to get reelected in 2020. Here's what I mean. You step back and you look at how wacky the left is getting is really, truly. This is not your kid's Democratic Party. This is not your father's Democratic Party. This is something very, very strange. They're going so far to the left on the environment, on socialism. They're openly socialist now and going so far to the left on late term abortion. You watch all this. And unless you are an elitist who is really, truly in their heart of hearts, a lefty, you think this is nuts. You really do. You think it's nuts. People talk about this stuff all the time and they go, I I don't want I don't want to be socialist. There might be programs that involve people paying into them and then getting a service back. And we can debate the merits of that. That's not socialism, though. But you see, for Sam Donaldson and other people in the media, whether it's George Stephanopoulos or anybody else, they don't know because they don't talk to people. That's why they didn't predict Trump would win. They just don't understand it. And then they tell lies, too, about how the United States should be more like and they love Europe. You know, they love Europe, Europe, Norway and Sweden. Cut nine. When you say socialist, mm-hmm. right, what do you think people think when they hear that word socialist? And is that changing now? Is the definition morphing somehow? Well, I think they think what the President Trump said it was. That is big government telling you how to live, what to do, when to do it. Uh, that's not the socialist companies, as I understand it, in Norway, Sweden. I mean, much of the established Western world has socialism to a greater extent than we have. And their people get along. Uh, I think it's in this country, the fact that we came from this rigid in the Southwest, we got the right to do it ourselves and pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Mm-hmm. And never mind those people over there who don't seem to have any boots. Right. Uh, that's dying. We are getting to be a better country. I've See, been listening to your program. That's You've it. Socialism will make something. us a better, a better country. Socialism will make us a better country. That's Sam Donaldson, ABC News. He's not hiding it. He's wearing it. But now, do you think all those years that Sam Donaldson reported from the White House on President Reagan and Republicans, do you think all those years Sam Donaldson was actually an objective journalist with that kind of a mindset? No. And that's the point. All these guys on the left, they're rooting for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her new Green Deal, which proposes, among other things, to end the large racial wealth divide amounting to differences of 20 times more wealth between the average family, gender earnings gap that results in women earning approximately 80% as much as men. They're going to solve all that through ending climate change or something. And that's what they want to do. They want adequate housing for everybody. They want high-quality health care paid for by the government, meaning you. They want all these things to be part of this as they tackle climate change, which involves stripping away your freedom, your liberty, and What is actually progress? Capitalism. Capitalism. They set a goal now to get rid of all airplanes, to have trains everywhere, to replace every combustion engine vehicle in the country, constructing high speed rail to such an extent that air travel stops become unnecessary and upgrading each and every building in the United States. Now, that sounds fun. And very, very expensive. Of course, the question you're asking is, all right, Zioli, as you fill in tonight for Mark Levin, 877-381-3811, how are you going to pay for all this? How is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez going to pay for it? And make no mistake when I tell you that that's an irrelevant point. To them, anyway. It's irrelevant to them. They don't know, nor do they care. It's debt, baby. Just more and more debt. And they admit as much. 
I'll play you a little bit of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's comments on national public radio today, a little bit later in the show. But I'm telling you right now, this is where the Democratic Party is going so far to the left. And so what happens is that if you want to become the president, or I should say the nominee for the Democrats in 2020, you have to embrace everything that the left is outlining right now. You've got to be a radical on the climate. You've got to be a radical on socialism. You've got to be a radical on wanting to allow late term abortions. You have to be these things. Now ask yourself something. You think the coal guys in uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania, you know, the coal people, as Bill Clinton called them, people that work in the coal industry, do you think they want to see their jobs go away? Do you think the average person who um, maybe they debate abortion, but they don't, do you think they actually want to see late term abortions become legal in the country everywhere? Do you think the average person really believes we should not have any more planes? No, it's kooky. But in order to become the Democratic nominee for president, you have to show I can be the kookiest of the bunch. I'll out kook you. This today is a demonstration to say I can be the kookiest among you. And so now every lefty who wants to become the Democratic nominee in 2020, whether it's Kamala Harris or Cory Booker, Spartacus, they have to endorse this and say, I'm all in. Let's take away freedom. Let's tax everybody to death. Let's get rid of fossil fuels. Let's do this. Let's provide a paycheck to everybody, whether they are unable or unwilling to work. Let's do this, because that's how they show that they are the new, true Democrats. And I will tell you, Donald Trump will crush anybody with that kind of an agenda in 2020. He'll crush it. There is no way the American people want that. And that is exactly what the Democratic Party is offering today. When I say to you this is a different Democratic Party, this is a socialist party. This is an outright socialist party. And they want to take everything away from you and me, redistribute it to those that they say are in need, take away our freedom, all under the guise of justice, climate and environmental justice. Rich Zioli in for the great one. Mark Levin, our number 877-381-3811. Of course, you can always follow the Mark Levin Show on Twitter at Mark Levin Show. And when we come back, Adam Schiff and the Democrats, they will not stop until they go after this president. This is truly a police state. Mark Levin. I want to thank our sponsor, Hillsdale College, for all they do to try and maintain the greatness of America. You know, most colleges have enough trouble maintaining the greatness on their own campuses, and they have declined, and they have fallen into cultural rot. Not Hillsdale College. It's a special place. And now they reach out to all citizens of the country to spread the word of liberty, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, capitalism, all the great things that make America what she is today. And now that Congress is under new leadership, it already seems to be on a mission to thwart our liberty, doesn't it? Yours and mine. But too many representatives don't know how to preserve liberty, and too many of them don't care. We call them progressives. But I'm not interested in the progressives. I'm interested in you, we the people. It's up to we the people to retain what we have earned and to retain what we have received from our founding fathers. And our founding fathers counted on we the people to hold our government in check. And being able to do that means understanding the proper role of Congress. That's why for a limited time, my good friends at Hillsdale have brought their powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress back, absolutely free, to equip all of us to know what we should expect of our Congress. Hillsdale is on a mission to restore liberty like the rest of us. And you can take their excellent online course for free for a limited time. Sign up today for this critical course 
at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore. Learn about liberty, the Declaration, the Constitution. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. the night off i'm a fellow levinite rich zioli from wphd in philadelphia i was just chuckling about alexandria ocasio-cortez's green new deal which is actually a gigantic progressive utopia blueprint you know one of the things in here by the way this bill that they introduced today 14 pages of nonsense guaranteeing a job to every to everyone if you want one this is funny though they'll guarantee a job if you want one but they'll guarantee a paycheck if you don't All right. So if you want a job, you're guaranteed to have a job. And with that job will come the following. A family sustaining wage, adequate family and medical leave, paid vacations and retirement security to all people of the United States. However, if you don't want a job, if you're unable or unwilling to work now, that's covered, too. They'll give you a paycheck for that, too. So I imagine it'll go like this. We guarantee you a job. Would you like a job? I'm good. All right. Here's a paycheck. So you can choose paycheck with job, paycheck without job. And I guess most people would probably choose paycheck, no job. But then, of course, we're not going to be here as a country anymore. So it's really kind of an irrelevant point. There's something called the Overton window. I don't know if you ever heard this concept before. Basically says you put out things that are so crazy and eventually they become mainstream. There was a time in this country when Democrats would never utter the word socialist. Never. That's why they all jumped around going, I'm a progressive. I'm a progressive. Look at me. Progress. They, of course, they're not progressive, but they would never dare utter the word socialist. Then old Uncle Bernie came around making socialists cool again. And then Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, this young 28-year-old member of Congress who's never actually really done anything with her life. She becomes a congresswoman. She's a socialist. You see, a democratic socialist. Looks good on television. Goes on all the late night shows. Suddenly... Socialism's cool again, but remember, in college, the indoctrination starts very, very early. In college, students are taught that the United States is this evil place full of imperialism and crushing people and wealth and all this other stuff. So you got to do something about it, and you have to then take money from other people and then give it around. It's called redistribution, spreading it around to people. Like the indigenous peoples whose land we've taken, except for Elizabeth Warren, because she's not an indigenous person. She's an undocumented Native American. Oh, I mean, she said she's not part of the tribe. She, she's not part of it. So she's undocumented. I, I guess. Now, the, the truth is that when you think about the left going this far left, it's becoming mainstream. The president is exactly right to say in the State of the Union address the other night, socialism is a real threat. I can't believe we're at this place, but we are. There was a time when the Democratic Party said abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. And the Democrats all said, no, 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 we're all against late term abortion. New York just passed a bill legalizing it. Y'all heard about Governor Northam in Virginia. Well, Massachusetts says, hold my beer, Massachusetts now is going to legalize late-term abortion as well. The Democratic Party goes further and further to the left, which is the good news. This is great news for Donald Trump's re-election in 2020. Great news, which is why the Democrats won't stop investigating him. 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Show. The great one's off. Rich Zioli from Philadelphia. Mark's hometown. Right back. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, it appears that the new congressional leadership is on a course to impede our liberty, your liberty and mine and the future liberty of your children and your grandchildren. Many of our representatives simply don't understand or care about the critical imperative to preserve our liberty. And it would seem that some of these so-called progressives actually seek to kill it. And these progressives are quite unlikely to understand or learn these things, which is why we have to. We need to overcome them. Our founding fathers counted on we the people to hold our government in check. And being able to do that means understanding the proper role of Congress. Now, to help us understand this critical issue for a limited time, my friends at Hillsdale College have brought their powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress back, absolutely free to equip all of us to know what we should expect of our Congress. I encourage you to check out this course, but not just you, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors. Spread the word of liberty like Hillsdale College is. Hillsdale is on an important mission to restore liberty in our great country. And for a limited time, you can take their excellent and enlightening online courses for free. I urge you to sign up right now for this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't work anymore. Learn more about liberty. Spread the word. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. Mark Levin, the voice the liberals want to silence, but... You can talk to Mark at 877-381-3811. And I want to tell you about a new episode of Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday, 10 o'clock, Fox News. Great show. I love Life, Liberty, and Levin. Guest is Fred Dreyer this week as Mark's guest. Actor, radio host, and former NFL defensive end this Sunday. Brand new Life, Liberty, and Levin. Well, the great one's off, but I am your fellow Levinite, Rich Zioli from WPHT in Philadelphia. On Twitter at Rich Zioli, R-I-C-H-Z-E-O-L-I. Yes, I'm Italian, and I live in New Jersey, and we are one of the most highly taxed states in the country. I broadcast out of Philadelphia, though, where there's a soda tax. So I bring my soda from New Jersey. And I would like to tell you that I, I sell my soda at a discount price, but of course that'd be highly illegal. But that's, I mean, I'm just happy to get the soda. The one thing I have going for me in New Jersey is I, there's no soda tax yet. Yet. Now, if I do make the drive to Hawaii and I want to buy a pack of cigarettes and the left gets their way, well, you have to wait till you're 100 to buy a pack of cigarettes. Because obviously the only thing the left wants to give you the freedom to do is smoke pot. Everything else, though, they want to take away your trans fats, soda, cigarettes, cigars, cars, planes. I could go on. Today, the, uh, the new Green Deal bill drops. And one of the things they want to do is get rid of planes. Which is fine with me because I, I enjoy long car rides. You know, you throw on uh, the Mark Levin app, you listen to some podcasts or my own podcast, if you like, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. And just cruise to the nice sounds as you drive to Maui, since there'll be no planes and no new bridges. So I, I, maybe hydropower. That's fine, Mr. Producer. I guess we can put fins on the car. That'd be nice, too. As long as it's not fossil fuel powered. All right. Good. Very, very good. Now, again, the number tonight, 877-381-3811. The left keeps going leftier and leftier. Massachusetts says, listen, we're going to allow late-term abortions, too. We can't allow Andrew Cuomo to get all the glory or the governor with the shoe polish on his face in Virginia. We can't allow that guy to keep him comfortable as he talks about killing kids who were born. We can't allow that guy to get all the attention. We need to do something ourselves. I mean, after all, we're Massachusetts. We are the state that had Ted Kennedy, a guy who literally killed somebody. So we have to show the world how crazy left we are, and we are. Elizabeth Warren is our senator. 
Elizabeth Warren, a fake undocumented Native American, is our senator. So Massachusetts says we're going to legalize late term abortion, too. Why not? Today, the president spoke at the National Prayer Breakfast, and he said he will fight to defend each and every life because life is a gift from God created in God's image. How many evangelical voters do you think are going to leave the president in 2020? Now, I love the media, too. I love when they get these lectures from liberals. They go, I just don't know how the evangelicals could be with him when uh, you know, blah, 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 and they bring up his marriages or something like this. And I always say, where do you expect them to go exactly? Do you think the evangelicals are going to leave him for a party that literally sat on its feet when the president talked about protecting life and not allowing late-term abortions or post-birth abortions, which is not even an abortion. It's obviously, well, in my mind, it's something very, very, very heinous and sinister. But it's now something that the Democrats debate openly, openly. That's the changing times that we're in, along with guaranteed wages and $15 minimum wages and also everything else, the accoutrements of the left, if you will, all to, as Sam Donaldson said, to make America a better place. Through the power of socialism, all you got to give up is your freedom, your liberty, and most of your worldly possessions and money and also choices and um, everything else. But the government will take care of you. We are getting to be a better country. Yes, we are, Sam Donaldson. And nobody ever thought you were a socialist when you were reporting for ABC News. That's not true. Actually, we all did. None of us ever fell for this nonsense, much like we don't fall for his replacement, George Stephanopoulos, who I jokingly refer to as the unbiased journalist because George Stephanopoulos is anything But George Stephanopoulos, of course, used to be the uh, chief communications guy for former president Bill Clinton. He helped him get elected president. Only in the world of the media can you run a presidential campaign, run a war room, threaten reporters and say, if you print this story of women coming forward about how he sexually assaulted them, you'll be I'll run you out of town. Only in the media can somebody like that become the chief political correspondent for ABC News. Oh, what a country. He's guaranteed a job, I guess. So, yeah, no, totally, uh, totally unbiased. Absolutely. Just right up the middle right there. Okay, let's take some calls, shall we, on the Mark Levin show. Rich Zioli, his, uh, by the way, I want to mention to you, it's a side note, I I got into radio because of Mark Levin. It was about 2005 when uh, Mark spoke at an event in New Jersey that I was uh, running, and he's such a such a great guy. He really is. And, and I've always loved his passion for freedom and liberty and the Constitution, And I said, you know what? I want to do what he does. And it took uh, a lot of years, obviously. So when he he asked me to fill in for him, when Mr. Producer called me, I was honored, as you can imagine. And that's why I think of all the talk show hosts out there, Mark Levin fights for individual liberty better than anybody else. And he's always consistent, too, which I like. I really admire that very, very much. 877-381-3811. Got it right this time. Let's start with Tom. He's in... Montana. Tom, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Hey, Rich. I think this whole AOC thing is nothing but a distraction. Look, Trump is the only thing standing in the way of, uh, you know, socialism versus democracy. And I think, I think we overlook the judges he has appointed, not just the Supreme Court judges, but the other judges. And I think he sees that. And if they go after him and they impeach him, there's the probability that they'll go after those judges. That's how big it is. Without question. No, no doubt about it. But they're doing a two-prong attack, you understand. On the one hand, you have this crazy environmental civil justice, civil action plan from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ed Markey, senator from Massachusetts, a nut. And on the other side, you have Adam Schiff, 
who today is now hiring people who used to work in the Trump administration as he pursues whatever course he can to possibly go after this president. And what can only be described as a police state when the government uses its police powers to go after and engage in politics. So they're, they're doing a two prong approach here. And you know what I say? Go for it. Because the more they go left like this, Tom, in my opinion, the more they go left, the more they keep coming after the president, the more his base is endeared to him. And the more average Americans who don't live this stuff like we do look around and go, you know what? These people are nuts. They're nuts. And that only helps Trump in 2020. She's a flavor of the week. She's a meme. That's all she is. Well, maybe, but she's a meme with uh, millions of followers on Twitter, and the media loves her, which is why there's always a camera in her face. Thanks for your call, Tom. Appreciate it. 877-381-3811. Randy's in Orange, California, one of the freest states in the country. Not really. Randy, how are you? Uh, almost Levin-esque. Well, I, I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're welcome. I think, I think the socialism topic is very important. Uh, it's probably the one thing I agree with Sam Donaldson on. I'm a conservative. But I definitely think America is socialist. We have the two largest socialist programs in the history of the world, Social Security and Medicare. The, the problem but that doesn't have, make America a socialist country. We have socialist programs. I'll give you that. And I would love to do a lot of things about them. But we're not a socialist country, though. There's a big difference. No, I, I disagree. They're the biggest programs in the country. The problem is that we how are we a socialist country? Tell me how. We, we have socialism, we have Social Security, we have Medicare, we have Medicaid. We, we have more socialist programs and larger socialist programs than any country in the history of the world. The, the but we're not is, a socialist country. In those countries, you lose freedom. I mean, look, the left's trying to take away a lot of freedom. But you understand, though, that you're still in this country allowed to make as much money as you possibly can. In socialist countries, you can't do that. You know, you can choose in this country... How what you want to do with your your, li- your life, your occupation. Socialist countries, you can't do those things. And I should point out to you, a 70% tax rate, thank God we don't see that here in this country. You agree with that point, right? Uh, we're going to get name? there, though. There, there, there's a trend. The, the, the problem in this country is that we've divorced work from resources. There, there ought to be two options. You can work or you can die. But there shouldn't be an option where you don't work and you don't die. Well, how are you going to take care of that if there's, hang on, hang on, time out. How are you going to say that you have to work? How do you, how does the government solve that problem, Randy? You have to, it's it's the answer that we have to a lot of these big problems. You just cut off the resources. All you have to do is say no. There's no no security. There's no Medicare. There's no resources to people who don't earn them. You just say no. Well, listen, I would love to see a, a world where those programs really got a second look by politicians, but you know we're not going down that road, right? So the best thing we can do is to try to, to try, listen to me, you gotta deal with those programs, absolutely, Randy, but you also can't allow socialism to continue encroaching because when Franklin Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson and Lyndon Johnson, and thanks for your call, Randy, opened up all these programs with the Great Society, they knew they were opening the door to this. Go back to, as Mark often talks about, when the progressive movement occurred in the early part of the 20th century. Back then, they knew that in order for you to become so dependent upon government, they would have to provide for you. And then if they provide for you in all these different ways, they protect your retirement, your health care, et cetera, et cetera, you could never divorce yourself from big government. And that grows and grows from the New Deal, all of Wilson's New Deal, I mean, all of uh, Roosevelt's New Deals. 
when he wasn't putting people in concentration camps who were Japanese-Americans and Italian-Americans and German-Americans, all of those New Deal plans, and then Lyndon Johnson with his war on poverty, Great Society, Barack Obama with his Affordable Care Act, and on and on it goes. You have to understand, we have to push back on this stuff. Because if Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, another odd communist, gets her way, I'm telling you right now, this will go a lot further. This goes a lot further than anything you've ever imagined. Thanks for the call. 877-381-3811 on the Mark Levin Show. Rich Zioli on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Great to be with you tonight. Uh, let's see here now. Thomas in Washington, D.C. Hey, Thomas. Yeah, thank you. God, there's so many points I could make. <laughs> but I'll, I'll stick to the one that I call for. And that is right off the bat. It, it, it's just lunacy that they come up with this. Now, it wouldn't pass. But they don't even think it goes to show the complete lack of critical thinking skills on the part of this brilliant socialist generation. Okay, over 80% of the strategic mineral resources and most of the products we get are shipped in. <clears throat> you shut down the whole shipping fleet. Hmm, we're going to go back to sailing ships? Uh, we could do that, but let, let's not even worry about the practicality of that because when the wind stop, the ship stop. Yeah, it's you can't rely on any timing to get products. So anything that that is uh, that could uh, spoil or go out, that that shipping of those things. Why can't people row? Listen, people can row. We'll provide oars to everybody. Who thinks realistically? Who thinks that you could replace the world's shipping fleet with sailing ships within eleven years? I'm saying also uh, rowing boats. I'm here in Philadelphia. Crew is very popular. Everybody can be automatically enrolled in crew, learn how to row, and then there you go. Solves your problem. I mean, it's just the thing, the idea that somebody like her and, and others, it's not just her, but there's a lot of lunatics like that who they get in government. I sit here shaking my head going, this, and my wife is from Europe, and she looks at this and said, where are you getting these people? I mean, as goofy as they are in Europe, she goes, they're not this lunatic. She's convinced that we are going to the left of Europe, actually farther to the left than, than even the European socialists. And I think that's the case. They're just, they, they have no knowledge of, of economics or reality. They just come up with all these bird-brained ideas. And the idea that they're taking up positions in the government and they're coming up with this goofy stuff instead of tackling real world problems with realistic uh um realistic uh, uh responses it's just because the, because it's not realistic thomas and thanks for the phone call everything that's spewed by these people is nuts it's craziness you can never have utopia you can't have it it's not possible it's by it's why conservatives believe in individualism as Sam Donaldson mocked it, pull up your bootstraps. Yeah, we actually believe that. Because government can't solve all problems, and we can't end all the problems of the world through more programs. It hasn't worked. It didn't work when Roosevelt tried it, or Johnson tried it, et cetera, et cetera. And it won't work now. 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Show. Rich Zioli from Philadelphia. Mark's hometown, by the way. And, of course, in all of this, Adam Schiff and his friends want to go after this president for everything he may or may not have done. Scary stuff, kids. We'll talk about it. Straight ahead. Mark Lovin. The new congressional leadership is in town, but there's nothing new about what they're pushing. Big government, centralized government, iron-fisted government, higher taxes, more regulations, open borders. 
They're on a mission to obstruct our freedom and undermine our sovereignty. Yours, mine, all of ours. And too many representatives don't care. This is the nature of progressivism. It's an ideological poison. And the best way to fight it is with knowledge, information about liberty, about the Declaration, about the Constitution, and how Congress is supposed to work. It's up to we, the people, to understand what our government is and is not supposed to do. And that includes Congress. And thankfully, my good friends at Hillsdale College have brought back the powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress, and it's absolutely free. Please take advantage of this remarkable offer to equip yourself, your family, your friends, your neighbors with the knowledge that all of us should have about our Congress and our government generally. Hillsdale College is on a critical mission to restore liberty in our great country. And you can take their excellent online courses for free for a limited time. So sign up right now for this important course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore so we can do something about it. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. Levin Show, the great one's off tonight, but don't worry, you're in good hands with a fellow Levinite, Rich Zioli from Philadelphia, Mark's hometown, by the way, and uh, proud to be with you tonight. So I'll tell you the uh, interesting thing, of course, is that Democrats are right now embroiled in major, major sex scandals. Me Too scandals, hashtag Me Too. Here's the deal. Hashtag Me Too does not count when a Democrat is accused of something. All right, write that down. Just mark that down. It only counts when Republicans are, are accused. That's it. That's how this works. There's a scandal going on in Virginia. Lieutenant governor, you've heard about that. You may not have heard about the scandal going on in my home state of New Jersey with a young woman named Katie Brennan. You probably have heard about uh, the hypocrisy of the left coming around and saying that Judge Brett Kavanaugh should have never been able to become justice Brett Kavanaugh because he was he was guilty the minute somebody made an allegation. Today, a bunch of Democratic women, members of Congress and senators were asked about the scandal in Virginia, because for whatever reason, the New Jersey scandal has not gone national. The media has not covered it. They have to cover the Virginia scandal, though. And they're asking, do you think the lieutenant governor who's been accused of rape should uh, resign? And they jump over each other to say, well, I mean, there should be I mean, there should be an investigation. We must investigate, but we must invest. Did you hear about that when Brett Kavanaugh, there were allegations against him? No, of course not. They all said the same thing over and over again. All women must be believed. All charges must be believed. And therefore, he should not be on the Supreme Court. It's the ultimate double standard, the absolute ultimate double standard of hypocrisy. But that's how it works, though. I mean, that's that's the deal with Democrats. For a long time, they've been getting away with this stuff for a very, very long time. And look, you know, Trump calls him out on it. It's one of the things he's incredibly effective at doing. He calls them out on this stuff. And people hate that he does. I mean, I don't hate it. You don't hate it. But the media hates it because it exposes the Democratic Party for who they really are. You know, the, the fact that this governor of Virginia might have been in a KKK robe, might have had uh, shoe polish on his face to darken his skin to look like Michael Jackson. The Democratic Party has a long history of doing stuff like that. You know, a very long history of that. They literally were the party of white robes. And yet, if you mention that, the media goes, oh, no, uh, hush, uh, that's not the same uh, party. It's It flipped. It switched. No, it didn't. The Democratic Party has always been about about socialism. It always has been. Now, there have been outliers in the Democratic Party. But you go back to Woodrow Wilson, who was a president of the United States in the 19 teens, who was the first guy who started talking about a new deal. Then you go up to Roosevelt, another Democrat. Then you go up to Lyndon Johnson, another Democrat. 
All three of them, by the way, were elitists. All three of them had had major views on on racism. They were anti-Semitic. All three of them. And then you go up to Barack Obama and you keep realizing that the Democratic Party has not changed. They haven't flipped. They are the same party they've always been. Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia, Mr. uh, Mr. You know, shoe polish face. That guy, by the way, he's exactly the Democratic Party. He is the Democratic Party. He's progressive. He's anti-life. And yes, he also may have worn a white hood, like Democrats did, for a very, very long, long, long period of our nation's history. The Mark Levin Show, 877-381-3811. Rich Zioli from Philadelphia, in for the great one. Hour two, straight ahead. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Of course, the big question is, will Democrats denounce the people in Virginia? Or rally around them because a Republican could become governor. Yes. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight. I am your fellow Levinite, Rich Zioli from Philadelphia. Mark's hometown and, of course, the birthplace of liberty. 877-381-3811 is the number. Virginia, this is amazing to me. So you have a governor who comes out after he says these horrific things about can only be described as post-birth abortion, which you and I both know is no longer that procedure anymore. It's awful. Well, then he comes out and he's, uh, you know, they find this picture of him, maybe in a KKK hood, maybe with shoe polish on his face, maybe both, hard to say. First he says it was him, then it wasn't him, then it is him. He admits to doing the moonwalk, darkening his skin a little to do the moonwalk. And then they, so all the Democrats say, you got to go. You got to step down now to try to distract from the abortion stuff, the infanticide stuff. Then the lieutenant governor, turns out, has his own scandal because a woman says that he raped her years ago. But the media turns around and goes, well, you know, maybe he should go too. But then they find out the attorney general also darkened his skin at one point, this time to imitate a rapper, rap artist in 1980. So right there, three Democrats in Virginia, the trifecta, and you would think, all right, maybe all three of them should go, right? Maybe you take uh, two shoe polishes and a, and a rapist and you just kind of push them aside. And then you let the third guy or the fourth guy in line become the governor. And then you put all this nonsense behind you. A new day in Virginia. But that's a problem, you see, because of the fact that guy's a Republican. And the media was very quick to point out to you and me, how awful that would be. I mean, they'll put up with shoe polish and clan hoods and rape allegations. But my God, they draw the line at the idea it could be a conservative Republican. A little media montage, courtesy of our friends at Newsbusters. Cut one. If the governor, the lieutenant governor, and the attorney general were all to resign, then the governorship would fall to the Virginia House Speaker, who is a conservative Republican oh. named Kirk Cox. He became House Speaker, by the way, the as a result of a close race. Now, if all three men resign, the three men that are mired in scandals right now, then the Republican, who uh, is the House Speaker, would be the next in line to take over the state. If the three of them were to resign, 
the governorship, the leadership of this state, would then be turned over, according to the line of succession, to the House Speaker, who happens to be a conservative Republican. Our Democrats are worried that uh, these scandals could spoil their chances of retaking the legislature later this year. Now, after the top three scandalized leaders comes the Republican House Speaker. Oh, my gosh, everybody. He's a conservative Republican. The horror. So they're all that's why they're all going to wind up staying, I think. Governor shoe polish and lieutenant governor uh, rape allegations and then uh, attorney general shoe polish. I think they'll all wind up staying. I I should be respectful. Governor shoe polish slash Klan hood. I think they're all going to wind up staying the three Democrats because to leave, then you get this conservative Republican. Oh, ha. Huh. Heavens to Betsy, a conservative Republican, the horror. That's they're not going to let that happen because in 2020, there'd be redistricting. And there's no way they're going to allow a Republican at the helm in Virginia when they have to redistrict the congressional seats, the legislative seats. It's never going to happen. But that's the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party writ large, you see. When it's just when it's Brett Kavanaugh, he's got to go and all women are to be believed. Cory Booker, Spartacus. Grandstands and walks out of a committee hearing because he's got to show that all women are to be believed and he will not put up with this. And he leaves. He storms off. Now, there's a woman in his state of New Jersey named Katie Brennan who says that she was actually raped by someone in Governor Phil Murphy's administration. Governor Phil Murphy's a Democrat. Cory Booker hasn't said a word about it, even though it's a major scandal, bipartisan committee investigating it in New Jersey. Booker Spartacus has not had a Spartacus moment for his constituent. And a number of Democrats were asked about the lieutenant governor in Virginia. Well, what do you think? Like Kirsten Gillibrand, for example, the United States senator for New York. Do you think that uh, he should go? And she goes on and on about why, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then, well, let's have an investigation. And did you hear anybody say when it came to Brett Kavanaugh, Judge Brett Kavanaugh, now Justice Brett Kavanaugh, when Christine Blasey Ford and the other allegations came out, did you hear anybody on the left say, well, we must have a sober investigation because uh, obviously a due process and all people are. The left doesn't care about due process, not a single second, unless it's one of their own. The left doesn't actually care about the hashtag Me Too movement. It's hashtag BS. The only time they care is if a Republican is being accused. That's it. Period. That's it. It's like civility, too. Now the left loves civility, bipartisan civility, right? They love this. And they think it's so cool when everybody uh, just kind of plays along nice, when you have a Democrat president. And then if you step out of line, they all say you're rude and you're not respectful of the office and the office should deserve respect and that sort of thing. But if you're a Democrat and you throw a little shade at the president or you don't shake his hand or you don't do any of those things, well, then the media says, oh, it's glorious. Oh, good for you. Look at the resistance. Like CNN, uh, Jeannie Moss here fawning over Pelosi's condescending clap. Cut five, go. It was the show behind the show, nodding no when the president declared the State of the Union is strong. Muttering commentary to herself, smiling at colleagues, urging new female members of Congress to rise, rolling her eyes. Ridiculous partisan investigations. But Nancy Pelosi became the queen of condescending applause after President Trump proposed rejecting the politics of revenge and embracing the common good. And by the way, she's often muttering to herself. That's actually not a sign of anything, Jeannie Moss. I just want to, for the record there, correct the record. 877-381-3811 on The Mark Levin Show. 
Now, we also have, of course, with a lot of other people, uh, just so happy to see how the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and the others conducted themselves at the State of the Union Address. Here's Chris Matthews, a guy from this area here in Philadelphia, uh, completely certifiable. I mean, off his rocker. But listen to this. <laughs> Cut for go. I want to congratulate your party tonight because Nancy Pelosi last night showed the power. This is almost Machiavellian genius. The slight movement of the hand, like an orchestra, just no, no, no embarrassments here. What did you think of that? First of all, as you well know, I'm on Team Pelosi. She is not only smart. But she understands her caucus and the eye contact. You know, I'm, I'm an old athlete. You know, yeah. when the coach looked well, at her. Well, she's like Robert De Niro with that thing. Up. She was I mean, eyeballing she the everybody. Eye <laughs> and then when she would look at her notes and you were like, uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's the Speaker of the House during the State of the Union address. Now, imagine, I don't even have to say what would have happened had the you know, reverse occurred. 877-381-3811. Let's go to Jake in Detroit, Michigan. Jake, you are on the Mark Levin Show. How are you, sir? I am doing absolutely fantastic. I got one, one quick question for AOC on her, on her brand-new Green Deal because it's such a great deal and it's going to help out America. Um, the question that I've got is, ma'am, do you understand the energy needs that it takes to transport one thirty-two thousand pound load, um, say six hundred miles a day. Yeah. Now, of course, you're referring to uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez (AOC), which stands for another odd communist. Today, her green plan, which came out, which wants to uh, end fossil fuels. So, Jake, you're a truck driver, is that right? Yes, sir. I am a truck driver, and I, I transport freight all over the continental United States. And, you know, the, the weight and the, the energy needs that we need with fossil fuel to move these loads, you know, hey, I'd like to put some of this weight on the back of her Volvo and watch, it, watch her pull it down the driveway at least one time. The green energy policy, if they tried to even use electric vehicles in these trucks, we wouldn't get anywhere with them. And at the minute they put their policy into effect, think of the thousands and thousands of people that it would put out of work just, uh, you know, not even the truck drivers, but also in the support that all these truck drivers got to have, like the fuel stations, the repair shops, the tire shops. You know, it's absurd that this woman thinks she's so brilliant and so smart. You know, where where did she even come from to begin with? I'd like to know. Yeah, it's amazing, right? And the fact is that the media fawns over her and they love her. Let me ask you a question, Jake, a serious question. What about a fleet of solar trucks? <laughs> no, not, not soldier, good. That's no, no, absolutely right. absurd. It's not going to happen. I mean, all right. I, how about, okay, before you shoot down my idea, hydro-powered trucks. Boom. Hydro, um, I'd like to see how you're going to continuously have continuous flow of hydropower all right. going through the uh-huh. deserts of Arizona. All right. How about uh, uh, gerbils sort of running around fast to create power? <laughs> Is that a, well, not I'm a possibility? I'm glad that you brought that up, sir, because out here in the trucking industry on the open road, nine times out of ten, we got other drivers who are traveling really slow, and we tell them, hey, beat those gerbils just a little bit harder. <laughs> so, you know, I'm thinking maybe, uh, I don't know, 80,000 gerbils per truck. That's I mean, it. I, my, we, we just solved it, Jake. 
Hey, you know, but the thing about it is, is that I wouldn't take that out on a poor gerbil, really. I mean, come on, the poor little guy's having enough problems as it is. Lock him up and do something like that. No, it ain't going to happen, but the energy... Could you imagine PETA, by the way, how they would react to the uh, to the gerbil plan? I mean, it would just be a disaster, Jake. It would not go anywhere. Listen, brother, drive safe, okay? And thanks so much for listening to the Mark Levin Show. Appreciate it very much. Uh, by the way, I'm on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, and Mark, of course... Great show, you know, Life, Liberty, and Levin. I love it. You should watch it this weekend. Big show coming up. Mark's guest, Fred Dreyer, actor, radio host, and former NFL defensive end, Sunday, 10 p.m. on Fox News. Now, you know, I mean, we joke about this stuff, but that's the point, the lunacy of the left with this nonsense. And, you know, I should have asked Jake, Jake, how will you get the truck to Hawaii since they're not going to have any more planes? You know, maybe the, you know, look, don't knock down the hydropower if it can become like a duck boat and the truck can also go in the water. I'm just, you got to be creative here is the point, I think. You got to be creative. They're they're insane. And, and you know, you think truckers like Jake are going to go for this stuff? And you, you think coal miners and coal people, as the left calls them, the coal people in Pennsylvania, Ohio, you think they're going to put up with this nonsense? West Virginia? No, they're not. This is why Donald Trump is probably going to be reelected president. That's the truth. Yeah, the the California, they love this nonsense. I have a story here. There's another nutty state called Washington State. It's like California, only a little bit smaller and some good wine up there, too. On patrol with Washington's plastic straw cop. Okay? They have a plastic straw cop. This guy goes around, I kid you not, with warning letters in hand, threatening to fine restaurants for handing out straws. Anchorage Daily News, on patrol with Washington's plastic straw cop. Put down that straw. You. As, and then I guess assuming that, you know, they, if you have a concealed straw, that would be very, very dangerous in Washington, or anywhere else for that matter. Or remember those straw dispensers, all those things. Because you can hit down really fast and the straws would come flying out. It's a weapon right there. Why does the left ban these things? Because of uh, the climate. It, it, it makes no sense. But this is what they do. And then they hire somebody to go around and bust the chops of businesses to enforce this stuff. All right. Want to hear from you tonight? 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Show. Rich Zioli from Philadelphia. Coming up, the Democrats, the investigations. It's not going to go away. And you shouldn't either. Go, Don't go away. Mark Levin. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. And, of course, the uh, straw police will all be guaranteed a job as well, or a paycheck if they don't want to go out and police the straws. No, they have plastic straw cops now. 
And that's what the left does as they take away freedom and choice. I imagine, too, that as the uh, the straw business goes underground and you have straw cartels and that sort of thing, the black market for straws, it's not going to be pretty, the future. But that's okay because, like I said, the straw police will handle it. They'll take care of it. Uh, Rich Zioli in for Mark Levin, my buddy and the great one, of course, is uh, he's off tonight. Uh, please uh, do watch Life, Liberty, and Levin this weekend. And, of course, you can always follow Mark Levin on Twitter, at Mark Levin Show. You can follow me on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. And our number is the same, 877-381-3811. Yes, the um, Washington State pl- uh, Plastic Straw Cop. This is an amazing story here. Uh, warning letters in hand, Zach patrolled the food court at Union Station looking for offenders. Oh, I guess this guy's the what? Maybe he's Washington, D.C. Uh, past Annie Annie's, past Johnny Rockets, at Lotus Express, a Chinese food joint. He peeled the wrapper from a red straw and bent the end, the telltale gateway. Washington has become the latest city in a nationwide movement to ban plastic straws, and it's up to him, the inspector for the D.C. Department of Energy and Environment, to enforce the law. The straw cop left the rattled cashier at Lotus Express with a warning that if the store were still using plastic straws by July, it could be fined up to $800. Nine years after the district instituted a nickel bag tax and three years after it banned plastic foam food containers, it is now turned on plastic straws. I should mention Seattle, Washington, a number of cities in California. In New Jersey, now they're banned. You can't have straws at parks. So if you go there for a picnic in New Jersey and you're asking yourself the whole time, A, what's that smell? And B, can I use a straw? No, you cannot. It's against the law now in New Jersey or many places. But again, it's big business now, the straw industry. And big straw is not going to put up with this for long, you understand. That's why the straw police, I assume, will be armed at some point. You won't be if the left has their way, but the straw cops will be. Uh, highly, uh, highly trained, of course, uh, people with uh, with uh, guns. All right. Eight, seven, seven, three, eight, one, three, eight, one, one. Let us go to Rob is in Wanakue, New Jersey. Rob, you are on the Mark Levin show. Hey, Rich. Hey, Rob. Hey, congratulations, by the way. I, I do listen to you. I travel all over the place. When I'm in Philly, I, I hear you. We have a lot in common, of course, being where I'm from. Near Thank Congressional you. District five. Um, just coming off the heels of what you're saying about the straws, how many times I'll talk to a liberal, and you and I both have liberal friends, that'll say, man, this is ridiculous. They're like, yeah, why do you vote the way you vote? And, and they don't get it. Uh, and this is going back to this is my concern about this ridiculous um, thing from, uh, you know, talking about the, the Green Deal. I'm still trying to get my hands around the New Deal, but uh, we'll talk about the Green Deal. People, there are people that will vote in this realm and buy this stuff because the Democrats and the liberals, quite frankly, are very good at messaging. You and I know about opposition research and about polling. If we do not individually get to our individual friends and people and the nationals who are in charge of running elections, do not say it as it is. No, you're right. Listen, you got you got to fight back, which is one of the things, Rob, that I think Trump does very well. Thanks for the call, man. Good to hear from you. Appreciate you listening to my local show on 1210 WPHE in Philly. Mark Levin show. The great one is out tonight, but I know he would want me to cover the investigations by shifty Adam Schiff, as he calls him, into President Trump. And we will do that straight ahead.
America's Tyranny Hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, I'm a uh, proud father. I, uh, two beautiful children. Our children came to us through adoption. We're so blessed for that. And I will tell you that I have uh, a lot of opinions on how far the left has gone on this issue of uh, of life, by the way, and how they have absolutely no support for it whatsoever. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Rich Zioli in for the great one tonight. So glad you're with us. Thank you for being here. 877-381-3811. I'm coming to you out of Philadelphia, Mark's hometown, uh, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Yeah, you know, I, I, I remember, too, driving from the hospital when our son was born and passing the giant, giant Planned Parenthood facility driving to a little office where the social workers were for the adoption agency and seeing the contrast and sort of David and Goliath. And for the longest time, I have said, you know, these moms who choose to uh, put their children up for adoption, we don't say gave them up because you're giving them a, a beautiful life. You're not giving them up. You're you're choosing to bring them into the world and then give them to a family who's going to love them. Uh, more than anything, more than life itself. And it's a, such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, you know, we're, we're so lucky to have two amazing, healthy, beautiful children. But I think about how those women are absolutely heroes, in my opinion. They are heroes for what they do. It's one of the most selfless acts that anybody could do, in my opinion. And I also think, too, about the fact that the Democratic Party could care less about them. They could care less. They're so concerned with uh, worrying that Planned Parenthood is going to be upset with them or that the or NARAL or any of these other leftist groups are going to be upset with them. They they just they'll now come on board with late term abortion. And I remember, too, I remember when the Democratic Party used to pretend like they were against that. Oh, no, 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 no. We would never we would never. When I am here in Philadelphia, Children's Hospital, one of the best children's hospitals in the world, you know, they're able to now help babies at 24 weeks survive, 22 weeks. I mean, it's remarkable, some of these preemies who were born, how the technology and the science is able to help them live, I mean, save their life. And it, it is, it, it's amazing. And the science of this is pretty clear. Science has changed a lot. And science is now that you can, you can definitely, absolutely save a lot of babies who are born prematurely at such an early stage. But you notice with the left, uh, everything with climate change, science, 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 the science is indisputable, the science. They never talk about the science around life. Do you notice that? that that's never changed. That's, that's a fixed constant for them since Roe v. Wade, that you can't change that. And now Democrat politicians are so all in on their kooky lefty base that they're going further and further on this issue. And I'm happy the president said what he said the other night during the State of the Union address. I'm happy he said today what he said at the National Prayer Breakfast. I'm glad he's fighting for this. And I think it's going to help him in 2020. I also think he genuinely means it. I mean, he's a grandpa. You know, he 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 gets it. And I also understand that this fight now, this cultural issue, we didn't bring this on. The Democrats brought this up. You know, when Andrew Cuomo... The governor of New York started, they're all cheering, and he lights up the World Trade Center in pink after this hideous bill is passed, allowing this late-term abortion and decriminalizing anything associated with it. I, I thought at that moment, man, as a society, the callousness of this is, is, is so pathetic. 
But the Democratic Party, by choosing to go down this road, they're going to alienate a lot of people. A lot of people. You know, the issue of that, right, of first term and and people debate it and go back and forth and everything like this. Not many people think this late pregnancy thing is good. A good idea. And yet here we go. Massachusetts, same thing today. Massachusetts trying to do this exact same thing. And Nancy Pelosi's in a really tough spot, the speaker, because she's been around for a very, very, very long time. I, I'm, I mean, a really, really long time. And so she, she knows that there was a time when Democrats, like the former governor of Pennsylvania, Casey, was actually a pro-lifer and fought against Planned Parenthood. It was a case before the U.S. Supreme Court, Casey v. Planned Parenthood. You can read about it in Men in Black, one of Mark Levin's best books, in my opinion. And in uh, in KCV Planned Parenthood, it was an issue of, uh, of basically forcing the state to fund Planned Parenthood. Democrats like that are not allowed to be in the party anymore. You know, back then, they wouldn't let Casey speak at the Democratic National Convention in the 90s. Now they wouldn't let him be part of the party. They would they would they would not allow him to be a Democrat today. And to show you how far they've gone on this issue, Nancy Pelosi was asked the question regarding the president's comments on late-term abortion. Now, again, I remind you that there was a time in politics when the debate was really about the first, you know, the early days of pregnancy, the early weeks and that sort of thing. It was never about this third trimester stuff. It was never about that. And now the Democrats, because they've gone so far to the left, you can't even get the Speaker of the House to say that that it's wrong. You can't even get her to say that late term abortion is wrong. So she criticizes the president for it because she's terrified of the kooky lefty base, all the women in white sitting there on their hands when the president talks about life. And this is what I mean in terms of ostracizing just normal people, normal people who really think this is this is the kind of stuff that it's just not, they can't they can't get on board with this. Just because the kooky base can doesn't mean average Americans can. They can't. And yet Nancy Pelosi tries to run away from the question, tries to run from it, but she can't. Take a listen. Talking about the president calling on a ban on late-term abortions, it's really quite a sad thing when you know that what we're talking about is something that applies to, to the health and life, health and ability to have other children of women. I um, hope that in his family he never has to face that crisis and, and uh, apply his attitude toward it. By the president doubling down on this issue and bringing it up in the State of the Union address, Every single voter who values life is going to vote for him. I laugh sometimes at the never Trumpers. I, I, I don't really understand the mindset this this late in the presidency. I mean, yeah, like Mark, I have my disagreements with the president, too. And like Mark, I, I mention them. I don't hide from them. You deserve honesty from your talk show host. You know, and for you and I and for you and Mark to have a relationship, you got to be honest. So when I disagree with the president, I say so. But overall, the terms of the conservative justices and judges that he's appointing, I mean, the stuff on the on the courts that you don't even hear about because it doesn't make national news. Unless uh, Senator Maisie Hirano is asking about dwarf tossing. That really happened. Otherwise, it doesn't make national news. But the fact is that the appellate court, the circuit courts, the president is nominating conservative originalist judges at, at a record pace, redefining the federal judiciary. You know what? I. I'm not a fan of tariffs, but that's a policy. We can deal with that. 
I'm not a fan of this idea of paid parental leave by the federal government, but we can deal with that. It's a policy issue. The courts, though, as you know, so radical when the courts control the country, you can't deal with that. That's decades of power right there. And the fact is, when Donald Trump is holding to his promise of appointing nothing but originalist justices and judges throughout the courts, throughout the courts, guys like Don Willette, for example, he's doing that. And that is why the left truly hates him. Just so you know, that's really why the left truly hates him. Because at the end of the day, he threw out some policies the other night that Democrats should love. I mean, I was cringing at a couple of them. You know, this massive infrastructure bill. I'm not really big on that. This idea of paid parental leave, the federal I'm not. That's not my thing. But the Democrats for years have been talking about this stuff. And yet today, Adam Schiff is, is talking about new investigations. They don't want to give him a win on anything. The Democrats should sign on to the massive infrastructure spending bill. And Republicans should be voting no. Most of them should be the opposite, right? President comes out in a postpartisan way and says, we're going to do these things a lot of Republicans don't like. Democrats will not go along with it. You know why? Because they do not want to give him a win in advance of 2020. They don't want to give him a win. That would mean jobs for people. I mean, U.S. steel. I mean, a lot of things. They won't do it. Because if he gets reelected in 2020, it's game, set, match, baby, with the courts. It's over for a very, very long time. You're going to have another four years of a president appointing conservative originalist judges who will uphold the Constitution and not write laws from the bench. And that's going to be a transformative time in our nation's history to maybe peel back some of this nonsense that the left has introduced on our society by mandating it at the courts because they could never win in the court of public opinion, meaning the legislature. And because they can't win in the court of public opinion, meaning the legislature, they force it on us. They force their will on us through the courts. Their ideas don't sell. That's why they need the courts. It's why they need the courts to advance their leftist utopian agenda. Because if it was popular, these things would, would, would pass in legislatures. They don't. Outside of kooky places like New York and California, Massachusetts. And they will always try to force their will on you and me and take away your freedom at the same time, because as much as they want their agenda put on you, they'll make you having your liberty and freedom as difficult as possible. For example, new gun bill would require buyers to reveal their social media history. Yeah, that's right. So in order for you then to exercise your Second Amendment... You would have to turn over to the government your tweets, your Facebook posts, your emails. And I guess a committee would uh, would review all that and decide whether or not you're worthy of exercising your Second Amendment right to defend yourself and your family. To be able, if necessary, to uh, for the people to at some point, if necessary, defend from tyranny. A committee would decide that, I guess. Well, I don't know. Based on these tweets, we uh, just I don't know. I don't know. Your Twitter history is a little bit unhinged. I think we're going to now deny you your Second Amendment rights. Could you imagine any other right being taken away from you by a committee based on what you say, which is also protected by the First Amendment? Could you imagine that? Like a committee sat around and said, well, based on your Twitter history, we don't think uh, warrants should apply to you. We're just going to go and raid your house and uh, uh, no due process for you and uh, no trial for you either. We've decided that. And we're going to quarter troops in your house, too. And uh, we're going to do that. And, oh, and cruel and unusual punishment no longer applies to you based on your tweets. Uh, so, yes, we're going to draw and quarter you like old school times. Tar and feather. And they have plenty of uh, tar and shoe polish, whatnot, in Virginia, so they can certainly pull that off. It's the only right in the Constitution that the left continuously pretends is not in the Bill of Rights, and they want to just go after you. But that's part of what 
I know Mark Levin, what Mark always talks about with, with the soft tyranny, which is now becoming a hard tyranny. And in order for that to be accomplished, in order for their utopia to, to evolve, you have to lose certain freedoms, you understand. But at the end of the day, a lot of this with the abortion thing comes down to climate change, too. It's all sort of related. There was a story in Politico a couple years ago with the Pope. Actually, it wasn't a couple years ago. Excuse me, a couple months ago. And it was um, from Politico. Yeah, it was a couple years ago. What does abortion have to do with climate change? And it's all these U.N. groups and these international groups who talk about overpopulation. And by the way, overpopulation is a myth and a scam. This world, we're doing better now with more people thanks to technology. We're living longer. We're healthier. We're, we're richer. The world, there's diseases eradicated. Technology and population has been an outstanding thing for this planet. But there are still kooks out there who say the population bomb based on this book that was completely wrong. And so that's part of actually what their thesis is. You've got to control population in some way, shape, or form for the good of the environment. Now, look, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's little kooky bill is not going to pass, thank God, now, but it may in the future. It may in the future as they make all of these issues much more socially acceptable to talk about. Remember what I said years ago, they never, the Democrats would have never even talked about late-term abortion. Where are we now? Years ago, the Democrats would have never even uttered the word socialism. Where are we now? That's the point. Little by little, they make these things part of the lexicon of conversation. And then slowly and surely it becomes reality. This is not an accident. It's absolutely 100% by design. Without question. 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli from Philadelphia. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. And Mark, of course, on Twitter, at Mark Levin Show. Glad you're here. What is Adam Schiff up to with his investigations? Don't go away. Mark Levin. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Yes, on the Mark Levin Show the other day, I was sitting in the driveway laughing as uh, Mr. Producer played a montage of Joe Biden and all of his uh, his nonsensical comments over the years. Welcome back. Rich Zioli with you. I'm out of Philadelphia. Mark's hometown, WPHT, and glad you're with me tonight. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, Joe Biden, who once said, by the way, Democrats need a liberal George Wallace George Wallace, the Southern segregationist, George Wallace. Uh, yeah, once one time praised a notorious segregationist, George Wallace, and later claimed to have received an award from him. 
saying, quote, I think the Democratic Party could stand a liberal George Wallace, someone who's not afraid to stand up and offend people, someone who wouldn't pander, but would say what the American people know in their gut is right. Biden told the Philadelphia Inquirer on October 12th, 1975, referring to the racist then Alabama governor. This is from Washington Examiner. During 1987 fundraising trips across the South for his unsuccessful 1988 presidential bid. Boy, he's lost a lot of times, hasn't he? It's amazing. Biden sought to appeal to white voters, telling audiences that he had received an award from Wallace in 1973 and that the segregationists had lauded him as one of the outstanding young politicians of America. You know, what I always laugh at, too, is when when the left comes out and says that Trump's a racist. And this kind of nonsense, the Democrats just get a pass on. And Trump's not a racist, by the way. And there's nothing you can point to that even suggests that. These guys do this stuff, though, Biden and the others. And we're supposed to believe with a straight face the two parties flipped at one point. Don't believe that lie, by the way. Don't ever believe that lie. The Republican Party is still the party that ended slavery and still the party that freed the slaves and also fought very early on for Second Amendment rights. It's in the original platform. In Philadelphia, when the Republican Party had their convention, uh, don't ever fall for that stuff. Excuse me. That, that is exactly what they want you to believe. But the Democrats are the Democrats. It's why the uh, it's why the Ralph Northam, uh, I, I say, I say a white uh, robe or shoe polish face does not surprise me because that's the Democratic Party. It has been for a long time. People were just not paying attention. And that's the reality of the situation. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, in the uh, in the next hour, I got to get to this Adam Schiff thing, because I know that Mark would want me to discuss this. And I will. I promise you that. But think about this for a moment. Maisie Hirano, who is one of the uh, uh, dumbest senators in the United States Senate from Hawaii. So the good thing about if there's no more plane travel, maybe there's no more like Maisie Hirano maybe can't get to Congress to do her job in the Senate. That one upside of if planes go away under Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. To my point about judges and why they really, really, truly hate this president because of how great he's doing with conservative judges, she said this. Month after month, we have seen a parade of these so-called conservative activists nominated to the federal courts. They have been groomed by conservative political ideologues. They want to see Roe v. Wade overturned or narrowed into oblivion. LGBT people permanently consigned to the margins of American life and constitutional and civil rights encroached on by the religious preference of a vocal few. She is not very bright. Not at all. We'll continue in the third hour on the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli. So glad you're with us. And remember, Maisie Hirano on the left really hate this president because of the judges he's appointing. Not because they're racist. Not because they're intolerant. Because they're originalist. Be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, hour three on the Mark Levin Show. Great you're here tonight. I'll tell you what, the great one would love, love this headline from Vanity Fair. Democrats prepare full body cavity search of Trump's finances. Welcome back to the show. Rich Zioli from WPHD in Philadelphia in for the great one. My buddy, my uh, inspiration actually for getting into talk radio. So what an honor to be with you tonight. My fellow Levinites. 
Our number is 877-381-3811. Top Dem prepares full-body cavity search of Trump's finances. At first, I thought this headline was from The Onion, but it's not. It's a satirical site. This is from uh, Vanity Fair. The House Intelligence Committee chairman, Adam Schiff, has reportedly hired a former White House staffer for his presidential investigation. Now, Adam Schiff is pledging now to do whatever it takes to find something on the president. They have no evidence of anything. And the Russia probe has yielded no fruit. So now they're going to go down another avenue. And I've long said this. They will never, ever stop coming for this president. They won't stop. And it's not just Adam Schiff, it's also the state of New York, the attorney general there who ran on a platform of going after the president, the Southern District of New York, and of course the House committee led by Shifty Adam Schiff, as Mark calls him. And of course now, in normal times, civil libertarians would be up in an uproar. There are no civil libertarians left, except for Dershowitz. Constitutionalists would be in an uproar. There's not many of those left either, except for Mark and me and a couple others, but that's it. The idea of the government going after a president just to go after him, just to look into everything, it's never what the founders intended. They never intended, first of all, for the government, for the Congress to go backwards and just start looking at your life and finding things that you might have done wrong and then using that as, as a way to then remove you from the presidency. You know from listening to Mark, that the impeachment clause was meant to deal with a president who abuses power, not a president who might have done things in his private life before he became president. It was to deal with an abusive president, a president who abused his office, abused his power, and very rare. And that's why the impeachment clause has never removed a president. Two have been impeached, and neither one was removed by the Senate. So, But now this is a new day. The new day is now, let's just start looking. Let's look at his finances, his taxes. We have no evidence of anything. Let's just look, see what we can find. I often say, if the government wants to get you, the government will get you. They can find something. They have unlimited time, unlimited money. Their lawyers don't have to go out and look for jobs and clients. Their lawyers will not run out of time to do their job. Their lawyers won't run out of money. They won't have to say, listen, I, you know, this case, I got to move on here. I got to get some personal injury clients. The government lawyers... They're getting paid. How do you go against that? How does anybody go up against that? You can't. And if they go after the president in this matter, eventually they might find something he did in his years as a businessman, as a billionaire. He might have done something. Who knows, right? But that's the point. If I, if I just unleashed government committees on you, give me, show me everything. Give me your credit card statements, your taxes. I want to see your Netflix account. Give me every, your passwords. I want it all. Could I find something that you might have done wrong? Perhaps maybe shared your Netflix password with somebody or downloaded a movie you shouldn't have downloaded, violating copyright laws? Who knows? But that's luckily, thank God, why our justice system is not supposed to operate that way. We don't just go on on these uh, fishing expeditions. We'll find something. That's why the due process clause of the Constitution is completely irrelevant. It's irrelevant in this day and age. To the left, unless the left wants it to be relevant because the Democrats have been accused of, you know, like sexual rape or something. Otherwise, it's it's irrelevant. And Adam Schiff today proudly saying, we will look, we will do whatever. We'll go through every document. Quote, we are going to take an MRI to any Russian financing that the Trump organization the president may have had. We are not going to be so naive to assume that he's faithful to the Russians. There may have been other countries who have tried to financially influence him. 
And in a sign that Schiff's full-body cavity search will be deep and wide-reaching, he's hired former White House people, apparently now, former national security people to come work for him. They're going to just look. They have no evidence of anything. They, ha- they haven't found evidence of anything. The president's compromised or the president's a spy, but that's okay because now they've got the power to subpoena and they will go after him. And it would be amazing if there was a time when, when the left came out and said, you know, this is not how it's supposed to work. You're not just supposed to do this. But they don't. They cheer it on. They cheer it on because of the courts. They cheer it on because they know that the president keeps appointing the judges that make people like Maisie Hirano very, very sad because they're originalist judges who don't want to write law from the bench. And now when they go after these investigations nonstop and the president tweets and says they found nothing with Russia. So now they're not going to stop coming after me and my business, all my documents. He's absolutely right to call it what it is. They are going after this president for no reason. No reason. He said, Adam Schiff is going to be looking at every aspect of my life, both financial and personal, even though there is no reason to be doing so. Never happened before. A continuation of witch hunt, presidential harassment. It should never be allowed to happen again. He's absolutely right. You know, these uh, these talking heads on TV who go, ah, Watergate, uh, Watergate. There was actually evidence of a crime back then. What's the crime that's the evidence? Where's the evidence for a crime right now? They're going to just find one. Eh, we'll just find it. We got time. Well, we're good. This is what you call a police state, because when a police state occurs, it's not. I always laugh sometimes. And I say this a lot. The police state, you know, people look at uh, the cops with uh, horses and, uh, and and crowd control and that sort of thing. They go, oh, well, look, at it. we're becoming a police state. No, we're not. Not from that. I mean, if they use crowd control methods that may it may or may not be appropriate, that's a question to be discussed. That is not evidence of a police state. A police state is when the government uses its law enforcement division to affect political change. That's a police state. That's what they did with the Stasi in East Germany. It's what they did in Russia, Soviet Union, Cuba, Venezuela, China. I could go on and on, but the night is short. And this is exactly what that is. We have power. We're going to go after President Trump. We will take a full body cavity search of his finances. And the left goes, yay, look at you. Good for you. Never would the founders have intended for this to happen. Never when they made the impeachment clause would they have ever thought this could be a possibility. Let's just go back and look. We'll find something. And yet here we are today. And they won't run out of time and they won't run out of money. Hopefully, though, they'll run out of power in 2020. But that's what they want to work on by then to hopefully. And I don't know what their ultimate goal here is. I don't think there's anything they're going to find unless maybe they want to try to go after his kids or something for pressure to get him to not run again. I don't really know. But what's obvious, though, is that when the federal government, when Congress says we've got subpoenas, we've got warrant power, look at us. That's called law enforcement powers. That's abusing that to try to effectuate politics. That's the kind of thing every American, whether you're on the right or the left, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Independent, whoever, everybody should be outraged at that and say this cannot happen in this country. It can't. Because if it happens, it will never, ever, ever be able to be a republic again. Can't be a republic. If the government is able to say, you know, going back to when Peter Strozak and Lisa Page, I call him Strozak because Congresswoman Bonnie Watson Coleman kept saying during the hearing, uh, Mr. Strozak, Peter Strzok, but Mr. Strozak, over and over again, she represents uh, one of the congressional districts in my state of New Jersey, and she's uh, she's just one of the worst. 
Mr. Strozak. Well, Mr. Strozak and uh, Lisa Page back then were openly saying that they wanted to affect outcome before the election. And their law enforcement people, their federal law enforcement with guns and badges and warrants, power, subpoena power. And now this is continuing now after the election with Congress now doing it. I'll tell you, it's the kind of thing that should make us all very, very afraid for the future if you want to remain a republic. But I got news for you. And here's the little secret. And you probably already know this. The left doesn't want it to be a republic anymore. They don't. Why do you think they want to abolish the Electoral College? It's so all you truck drivers and coal people and MAGA hat wearing people don't get a say anymore. They call you rubes. They make fun of your intelligence all the time. They put us down, call us idiots. We're not very bright, can barely read. I love when people do that to me on Twitter. First thing they do when you disagree with them, they come after your intelligence. Well, I know that you people on the right can't read, except uh, you can only read uh, MAGA. And they do that because they 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 want to literally when they talk about abolishing the Electoral College, for example, they want majority votes so that California and New York can just run the day, run the table on everything. Imagine if California, and New York set the policy for the entire nation. That's exactly what would happen without the Electoral College. But they don't want you to have a say because you're getting in the way of their utopia. You use straws. You use a straw. What is wrong with you? You might even smoke a cigarette or a cigar. Heavens to Betsy. And they have to stop you. You might even have one of them guns. You might have bacon or maybe you like red meat. Listen, I've got news for you. There will come a time in this country. Red meat will come with a warning label first to start. Warning. This product causes cancer and heart disease, clogged arteries, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and also it's bad for the environment because cows and methane gas and, you know, cow toots. I'm thinking if my four-year-old son is listening right now, he just laughed so hard that I said that on the air. But good for you, Patrick. That's what, you know, listen, that's here to entertain you as well, pal. It's, you know, I, there will come a time when red meat will probably be banned. If Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the kooks on the left get their way, you won't be able to order a cheeseburger anymore because of cows. This is what I mean about limiting freedom for the good of the order and the good of the world and the good of climate change and, and, and economic inequality and justice and blah, blah, blah. How we pay for it? Who knows? That's irrelevant. Stop with your questions, please. Move it along. And will there come a time in this country when the left makes it impossible to get a firearm? you damn right they will. Impossible to get a cheeseburger, impossible to get a cigarette. Look, I don't smoke cigarettes. I do enjoy the occasional cigar. But Hawaii wants to ban the sale of cigarettes to anyone under 100 years old. That's that's crazy. I mean, that is absolutely insane. But that's what the left does. It's what they do. They control you and they control me. And what Adam Schiff is doing in the House Intelligence Committee and the Democrats, et cetera, they're now trying to control the outcome and reverse it of the presidential election to say, let the republic be damned. These rubes, these cracker barrel eating, truck driving, you know, sports watching, beer guzzling, bunch of MAGA hat wearing, they ruined it for all of us. So now they'll do whatever they can using their law enforcement powers to effectuate a new outcome. They tried to do it before the election. President won. They tried to do it before the Electoral College met and voted in December. That's in the text messages between Adam between uh, Strozak and Lisa Page. They tried to do it before the inauguration. They tried to do it now. They won't stop. They won't relent. This is a police state, kids. Not what the media warns you about on TV when cops are on horseback. No, no, no. 
This is, right now, the federal government using its law enforcement powers to affect political change is exactly the definition of a police state. And by the way, for the record, I will never stop eating cheeseburgers. And when the show's over, I'm going to get a cheeseburger. Rare, too, by the way. Absolutely delicious. 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli, in for the great one. Coming right back. Mark Levin. The uh, media did not like the president's State of the Union address. That's not really a newsflash, but they did love Nancy Pelosi behind him making eyes and moving her uh, fang teeth around throughout her mouth. They love that. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show, hour number three. Glad you're with us tonight. I am Rich Zioli from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD in Philadelphia, Mark's hometown, and Mark's buddy. So happy to be here tonight. I want to remind you, by the way, a brand new, fresh episode of Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday night, 10 o'clock on the Fox News Channel. Do not miss it, because it's a great show. It is a great show. I'll tell you what. His guest this week, Mark's guest, is Fred Dreyer, actor, radio host, and former NFL defensive end. Fantastic. Do not miss it, please. Okay. I'll tell you, it's uh, amazing. I'm sure right now, Mr. Producer is thinking, why did he mention dwarf tossing before? What is Because, you know, sometimes we talk between breaks and whatnot. And he's going, dwarf tossing. You mentioned, well, what is that? Maisie Hirano, the senator from Hawaii, who uh, was, she was grilling one of the president's nominees for the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals to take Judge Kavanaugh's former seat. Now, Justice Kavanaugh. Love saying that. And, and by the way, it wasn't even I wasn't even that hot on him. It's just that I'm just glad he won, given the nonsense they try to do against Kavanaugh. But I was like, Mark, I had reservations. But uh, once they came after him, I was like, we got to get this guy on the Supreme Court. Maybe a rally, you know. So there's a new nominee for the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. And Maisie Hirano actually brings up and I, I, I it's like we're living in the Matrix or something, some sort of a time warp. I don't know. But this is what the senator said. Here's an actual situation. I think you responded to a uh, uh, something that happened in France uh, where they made dwarf tossing yeah. illegal. Right. And uh, you, uh, I think that you said something like, you know, it's up to them whether they, but they, uh, this is an individual decision. But why wouldn't? Uh, She's anti-dwarf uh, choice, by the way, when it comes to uh, tossing. Would apply to uh, something like dwarf tossing. Um, Wouldn't it? Yeah, Senator, thank you Do for you the Do you believe the this is a United States senator asking this question to a, to, a, to a nominee? And then Booker, by the way, Cory Booker, Count Grand Stangela from New Jersey, as I call him, Spartacus, he actually asked the, the nominee if she ever hired any LGBTQ law clerks, to which she responded, no, Senator, because I'm not a judge yet. I've never been a judge. And Booker went, uh, uh, I mean, uh, have you, do you know, have you ever gone to a Starbucks? I mean, like, he, it was just so bad. LGBTQ Americans have faced uh, a long history of discrimination, mm-hmm. long histories of violence, intimidation, bullying. Uh, young LGBTQ youth in America report uh, not going to school because of fear for their own safety at rates that are unconscionable. And that was part of the grandstanding by the uh, guy who wants to be president from New Jersey, Cory Booker. Right there. There you go. All right. 877-381-3811. Why don't we do this? Let us go to David in Cedar Grove, New Jersey, on the Mark Levin Show. David, how are you, sir? Quickly, though, please. Hey, good afternoon. 
I think this Adam Schiff uh, fuels his own flames. It's like the Roger Stone thing. Uh, there's no substantive of crime. There's an analogy as a site on this, Daniel Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L. It says... Um, all right, you know what? We'll go just go with Mark Levin show. How about that? And we'll just do his own theory because I like Mark's uh, theory better. All right, eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. Remember this as we go forward throughout the rest of the night tonight that you are going to hear evidence of the double standard by the media. You will not be disappointed. Appreciate you being here with me, Rich Zioli from Philadelphia, Mark's hometown, the birthplace of liberty, under assault from the left and the media. One and the same, of course. Wait till you hear the media. And their transparency, or lack thereof, about socialism. Straight ahead. Mark Levin says today what the backbenchers will repeat tomorrow. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. I can never get enough of that. The backbenchers, I love that. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. You can get your Mark Levin fix, by the way, this Sunday, 10 p.m. on Fox News. The Great One's new episode of Life, Liberty, and Levin. And his guest this week, Fred Dreyer, actor, radio host, and former NFL defensive end. In the meantime, I am Rich Zioli from WPHD in Philadelphia. Glad to be with you on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Now... Uh, Gary's in Big Rapids, Michigan. He's been holding for quite some time now. Gary, uh, welcome to the Mark Levin's show. Hi, Rich. It's Gary Main. I've got a bit of a cold, but, uh, yeah, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, the more that these Democrats talk about this free stuff that they're bringing in, they're just encouraging illegal immigration. The minute any of this craziness gets voted on, it's going to increase it a whole bunch more. And if we were to do something stupid like that, there will be a, a, just a mass exodus from Central America and will f- completely flood the United States. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why nobody's, why nobody's brought up that angle at all. And uh, Great point. I, I, I know, and, I, and, I, and I, it's, it's, it would happen. I mean, they, they have to admit it would happen. They do. Listen, Gary, uh, first of all, I want you to go gargle some salt water, my friend, all right? Oh, how about a little, uh, do you like wine, Gary? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I've, I've heard an Italian remedy is to is to heat it up, but I don't know, and I can't confirm that, and I can't encourage you to do so, but uh, you may want to Google, my friend. Feel better, okay, Gary? You bet. Have a great night. All right, brother. Thank you. Uh, he's 100% right, by the way. 100% right. Today, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC... Another odd communist gave a press conference about abolishing ice. And she said, we're standing here on indigenous ground. And she talked about how everyone should be welcome here, regardless of their status. That's the other part in the left moving so far to the left. Late term abortions, post birth abortions, socialism, climate change, new deals. And now they are no longer against illegal immigration. There was a time when the Democratic Party was actually pretending like they were. Now they've dropped the pretense. They've dropped the facade. They're all in now on illegal immigration. They don't pretend anymore to be against it. They're openly saying everybody should be allowed to come here and stay here regardless of their status. And Gary's right, because I'll tell you, in order to fulfill the socialist dream of Woodrow Wilson and FDR, Mr. Interment, as Mark calls him, Lyndon Johnson, Barack Obama, et cetera, et cetera. You got to have 
a giant, massive welfare state. They want the massive welfare state. That's why they want to let everybody in. Okay, two points on that. Number one, they believe that everybody has a right, a universal human right to come here because we in America have done some bad things throughout history. So we owe it to them to let us come here, even though we're a horrible place. Number two, it's so that when everybody comes in, we then take care of them and then we grow the welfare state. Grow it and grow and grow it. Further dissolve liberty. Individual liberty gone. The government taking away more of your choices for the good of the children and the good of the order. And then suddenly now we're no longer a a republic. This is not accidental in any way, shape or form. And the hypocrisy of these people is just glaring to me. It's absolutely amazing. Elaine is in Pennsylvania. Elaine, uh, welcome to the Mark Levin Show. Hey, Rich. Hey. Can you hear me? I sure can. Go ahead. Yes. Hey. First of all, I want to tell you, we absolutely love you. And I was just shocked to hear that you were on Mark Levin. We've been listening to Mark Levin for years, but um, me and my husband, everybody in Philadelphia loves you. Um, I want to get really fast. I just want to say, I just don't, I think the callers that call into Mark Levin and your show and other shows understand exactly what's going on. What we don't understand is why other people don't get it. Why in 2016? And, and throughout the Obama administration, with the NSA spying, with all this stuff, they don't know that we are in a police state. Why didn't they, well, doesn't it bother anybody else that they tried to, to change the election outcome? I mean, what is it, what is it going to take for, it, for, forget the Republicans, it's us against these people um, and the media. What is it going to take? for us to wake up that's all if you could help me out with that it'd be great because i think we get it but we're just not doing enough on our side to prevent it i know i mean what we can do and all we can do elaine my dear is just keep talking about it and fighting for it and you know trump goes after these people the president goes after these people as he should and we just got to fight back and play hardball. You know, this is this is absolutely a fight for the republic. There's I'm not being dramatic. You know that this is a fight for the republic as we know it. And I could absolutely see the republic radically transformed in the next decade if we don't stop it right now. And they're not going to stop, by the way. Elaine, wonderful call. So nice to hear from you. Thank you. And thank your husband, too, for always listening. I appreciate it very much. Excellent call, Mr. Call Screener. Well done, sir. More more like uh, Elaine, by the way. That's fantastic, Rich. Excellent job. All right. Uh, yes, I, I'll tell you this now. This is amazing. I saw this story today. Fairfax accuser felt powerless after Washington Post refused to publish her hashtag me too claim over in Virginia, where you have uh, Governor Shoe Polish slash clanhood and also lieutenant governor uh, rapist and then attorney general uh, shoe polish all democrats by the way the lieutenant governor accused of rape by this woman dr vanessa tyson who says and i quote you here after the far left uh, washington post refused to publish hers uh, that's not the quote she said that she felt quote powerless frustrated and completely drained when the media refused to cover her story refused washington post refused to publish her hashtag me too claim against the lieutenant governor of Virginia, Democrat. And she felt powerless and exhausted and just completely abandoned. Because I tell you, the Me Too thing is BS. It only applies when Republicans are, are accused. That's it. That's the only time the media cares. The only time that Republicans have to resign, they're automatically guilty. The women's to be believed. It's only when Republicans are accused. Otherwise, it's complete hypocrisy. This poor woman who, if if we listen to the left, is supposed to be believed because all women are to be believed, and the Washington Post refused to cover her story. 
But she's not alone, though. Over in uh, New Jersey, I mentioned to you earlier this ongoing scandal with Democrat Governor Phil Murphy, who's also a socialist, by the way, and has presidential ambitions. Now, he hasn't uh, diverted any traffic lanes, so I guess it's not national news. But there is a woman named Katie Brennan who says that she was raped by a member of his team. And a state report that just came out yesterday, paid for by taxpayers, which clears the governor's office of doing any wrongdoing. Have you heard about this outside of my show in Philadelphia? No, because the national media won't cover this either because it's a Democrat. She said today, quote, When I alerted the transition, Governor Phil Murphy's transition, they used confidentiality to prevent an investigation. When I wanted to tell the governor, they invoked confidentiality to stop him from knowing. When I wanted to know why Al Alvarez, that's the guy she accuses of raping her, was leaving state employment, they used confidentiality to hide the reason. But confidentiality didn't stop them from telling my rapist that I made a complaint. Finally, the confidentiality clause was weaponized to try to silence me after my legislative testimony. Confidentiality is used to stop action and silence victims, not to encourage them to report sexual misconduct. I should mention you, by the way, Phil Murphy, who is a clown. He was one of the guys who right away said Brett Kavanaugh should not be a Supreme Court justice. He said, oh, heck, no way should this guy be on the Supreme Court. All women are to be believed. He did. He said he would run Brett Kavanaugh out of town. You see the pattern of hypocrisy here? And this poor woman who says, look, I, she's a she's a, a lefty. She admits it. She thought if anyone would help her, it was them. You know, I hope this is a wake up call for her that it's all BS. It's just all BS. I should not have to be here today. I should not have been attacked. I reported my attack to the police and the Hudson County prosecutor's office. And my report went unheard. I reported my attack to the campaign, transition committee, and administration, and it went unheard. I asked to report my attack to the governor and first lady, and my request went unheard. I and no survivor should have to tell their story to the newspaper to be heard. Well, she's right, but she's only told it to the newspaper and select media outlets in our area, and that's it, because the national media is ignoring her. Much like the Washington Post completely ignored Dr. Vanessa Tyson and her allegations against the lieutenant governor of Virginia, Justin Fairfax. You see a pattern here? Today, Kirsten Gillibrand, who was, again, one of the people that said Brett Kavanaugh should not be a Supreme Court justice because of the allegations made against him, said, well, we have to wait till there's an investigation. I don't really know if the governor, the lieutenant governor is guilty or not. Same thing said by Kamala Harris, California, another kooky lefty. Who wanted Brett Kavanaugh gone? Same thing there. Oh, we need an investigation. Please. The hypocrisy is just amazing to me. It truly is amazing. But we can just point it out and hopefully let the word get out. Like I said, you know, maybe if um, I actually said that if if Phil Murphy did not have presidential ambitions, the media could not use that excuse. But Governor Phil Murphy, much like Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, they both have presidential ambitions. By the way, most politicians do. Most governors do. Most senators do. Most Congress people do. They all have ambitions on the highest prize. Let's not kid ourselves. But I literally had a reporter in New Jersey, a well-respected one, say, well, there's a difference between Chris Christie and the, and the Lane thing up in Fort Lee at the George Washington Bridge. He had presidential ambitions. That's the excuse for not covering this allegation in New Jersey. I don't know what the excuse from the Washington Post was for not covering the allegation in Virginia, but I do know this. They're both Democrats, rising stars in the Democratic Party, you see. 
So, yeah, zip it. Just zip it. Uh, I'd like to go to uh, this call, Mr. Uh, Call Screener. Uh, Angel Salazar calling from New York City. How are you, sir? Welcome to the Mark Levin Show. Uh, My name is Rich. Nice to meet you. How you doing, buddy? How you doing? Well, let's first let's tell the audience who I am. I'm Angel Salazar, famous movie star from the movie Scarface. Well, listen, I'm a big fan of yours. Is that really you? Yes, yes. And Chichi, Chichi, you know, from the movie Scarface, Chichi, get the yeah, yo. Yes, that's me. I love it. I'm honored that you called tonight. Scarface is one of my absolute favorite movies. Cool, man, yes. Yes, so how's it going, man? How long have you been doing this radio show? Well, let's see. I've been filling in for the great one since 6 o'clock tonight, but I have an afternoon show in Philadelphia on uh, WPHT from 3 to 6. Check it out. Wow. You you must have a lot of fans because I've been calling for two hours and the line is being busy. Well, I didn't know who you were until Mr. Call Screener said, look, it's it's the famous Angel Salazar from Scarface. So then I went right to you. I went right to you because you've got a great story to tell about Cuba. Cuba, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, during the elections, during the elections, when I... Uh, Hillary Clinton was running against Donald Trump. I said to myself, if Hillary Clinton becomes president, I am swimming back to Cuba. <laughs> Swim back. I love it. You know, uh, you know I went, I'm from Cuba. And I went there 10 years ago. And uh, I got to tell you this. Uh, the poverty is incredible. There's so much poverty. And, and people and don't, you know, they, they get blackout on every day, blackout on electricity. They have to wait for some time of the day to get water. I mean, I don't know how they can do it, but gotta tell you, the people there some were happy, they were content. I don't get it because I can't live that way. I don't think neither can you. And, and do you agree with me, Angel, that the left loves Cuba? They love it, right? Say that again. That the left loves Cuba. They love the country. They love the leadership. They they, they just say love Cuba. Oh, no, the left, of course, because they don't know they don't know better. So when they come out and say we're not looking for Cuban socialism or Venezuelan socialism, we want Swedish socialism, even though Swedish is not a Sweden is not a socialist country. What do you say to that? I well, I maybe that's a you know that's a front about the Swedish socialism. The socialism is very, very uh, how you say direct, strong. Uh, you know, I mean. I don't know much about the Swedish socialism, but in Cuba, uh, you know, you can work hard all your life to get something. What what you own belongs to the people. That's right. And that is exactly what they want. Listen, my friend, it's an honor to talk to you. Keep up the great work, Angel Salazar. I'm going to go watch Scarface tonight while I eat a cheeseburger and smoke a cigar in your honor, my friend. Okay, my friend. Great. Thanks a lot. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, great. On the Mark Levin Show, 877-381-3811. See, the left pretends, oh, we don't want Cuban socialism. We don't want Venezuelan socialism. We want socialism like they have in, uh, in, in Sweden, in Switzerland, in Norway. That's a fraud, by the way. Those countries are not socialist. They might have socialist programs. They're not socialist countries. Some of them are actually even more economically free than we are. They're more capitalist in some circumstances than we are. It's a lie the left spews all the time. Something we have to set right here on the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli. Don't go away. Mark Levin. I know you missed the great one. Fair enough. 
Catch him Sunday night. Brand new Life, Liberty, and Levin. This Sunday at 10 o'clock on Fox News. Mark will have Fred Dreyer, actor, radio host, and former NFL defensive end. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. Rich Zioli from Philadelphia. In for my buddy Mark Levin, the great one. The guy who inspired me to get into this nutty business. And I wish at the time when Mark said that to me, that the uh, the Green New Deal had been out then, because one of the provisions in here is economic security for all who are unable or unwilling to work. I mean, all these years I was filling in throughout the country and coming down to Philadelphia late at night to do the night show, over overnight shows, whatever I could do to break into talk radio, whatever I could possibly do. And had I known that I could just get a check even if I was unwilling to work, it would have saved us all so much time and, quite frankly, uh, gas. But then again, I didn't realize how much fossil fuel I was burning on the way down to Philadelphia all the time. So that's why tonight, as part of the Green New Deal, we've decided two things. Number one, uh, trucks are now going to be solar powered. And I think it's fantastic for the trucking industry to have solar powered trucks. It's uh, long overdue. And if the solar power uh, fails, we'll do uh, uh, hydropower to back them up. Uh, yes, uh, this is the nutty left's great new deal, green new deal. And by the way, uh, part of it is to get rid of uh, airplanes. So if you're driving to Hawaii, I want you to remember a couple things. Number one, gas up before you leave, because there's not a rest stop between California and Hawaii. There is not. There should be one. I mean, Jersey's got great rest stops. We could model it after that. And who wouldn't want a Cinnabon about halfway across the Pacific Ocean? But it's a long trip. And if you got the kids, make sure you got a couple DVDs or something because it's a very long drive to Hawaii. But if there's no aircraft travel, if there's no airplanes after the Green New Deal, then what are you going to do? I mean, that's really no other option. And more trains are coming, which is great because we all love trains, don't we? As kids, choo-choo trains and steam engine trains. And that's fantastic. That's what we need. More trains everywhere. Uh, this nuttiness, I wish I could tell you, was some sort of a joke. But the Green New Deal, which you'll hear a lot more about tomorrow and over the weekend, is where the left is now. Their mindset now is this. This, how far to the left they've come on socialism, on late-term abortion, climate change, and on and on. Economic security and justice and blah, blah, blah. This party is nuts, which is great for Donald Trump's re-election in 2020. Thank you so much for being with me tonight. Thanks to Mr. Producer, Mr. Call Screener, my buddy Dan, back here in Philly. God bless you for listening. I can't thank you enough. I'm on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, at Rich Zioli. And don't forget, Life, Liberty, and Levin, this weekend at Sunday. Thank you so much.